Hey fam, hello, 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 family. I'm here with a word, okay? With a word from the Lord, you already know. And this word right here is a word for a select group of people. This word is going to resonate in your spirit when you hear it. You're going to get conviction when you hear it. It's something that God has already been tugging within you. Okay? Once you hear this word, go back to the Lord, pray. Okay? I don't have any answers for you. Only God has the answers for you. I just repeat what he told me to say. Okay? So, um, I'm going to read you what the Lord told me right now. Some of you are still married in the spirit. Right? So, you have a spirit spouse. You are having dreams of babies with your exes. Because God has been showing you that you are still connected to this person. These spirits, because you know the battle is spiritual. These spirits is claiming you in the spiritual realm. Right? And they're claiming you as theirs in the spiritual realm. Some of you are connected to people in a natural and they are not your husband and the spirit of God has been convicting you you have to allow God to break the yoke and set you free of these soul ties and entanglements because we know that Jesus has the anointing that breaks the yoke okay by his blood <clears throat> come get justice from the judge don't harden your heart any longer He's, the Lord says, I haven't honored these entanglements. My people have joined into. Remember, God knows man's heart. So if God is telling you that that's not for you, it's because he knows man's heart. So first, I want to take you to Ezra chapter 10. Let's go to Ezra chapter 10. And it says, while Ezra prayed and made this confession, weeping and lying face down on the ground in front of the temple of God, a very large crowd of people from Israel, men, women, and children gathered and wept bitterly with him. Then Shekiah of Jael, a descendant of Elam, said to Ezra, we have been unfaithful to our God, for we have married these pagan women of the land. But in spite of this, there is hope for Israel. Let us now make a covenant with our God to divorce our pagan wives and send them away with their children. We will follow the advice given by you and by others who respect the commands of our God. Let it be done according to the law of God. Get up, for it is your duty to tell us <clears throat> how to proceed in setting things straight. We are behind you, so be strong and take action. So Ezra stood up and demanded that the leaders of the priests and the Levites and all the people of Israel swear that they would do as Shekinah has said. And they all swore a solemn oath. Then Ezra left the front of the temple of God and went to the room of Jehoahan, son of El Shib. 
He spent the night there without eating or drinking anything. He was still in mourning because of the unfaithfulness of the returned exiles. Then a proclamation was made throughout Judea and Jerusalem that all the exiles should come to Jerusalem. Those who failed to come within three days would, if the leaders and elders so decided, forfeit all their property and be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within three days, all the people of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem. This took place on December 19th, and all the people were sitting in the square before the temple of God. They were trembling both because of the seriousness of the matter and because it was raining. Then Ezra the priest stood and said to them, you have, commanded a, you have committed a terrible sin by marrying pagan women. You have increased Israel's guilt. So now confess your sin to the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do what he demands. Separate yourselves from these people of the land and from these pagan women. Then the whole assembly raised their voices and answered, Yes, you are right. We must do as you say. Then they added, This isn't something that can be done in a day or two, for many of us are involved in this extremely sinful affair. And this is the rainy season, so we cannot stay out here much longer. Let our leaders act on our beha- on behalf of all of us all. Let everyone who has a pagan wife come at a scheduled time, accompanied by the leaders and judges of his city, so that the fierce anger of our God concerning this affair may be turned away from us. Only Jonathan, son of Eshel, and Jezebel, Josiah, son of Tikva, opposed this course of action, and they were supported by Mushalem and Sabethai, the Levite. So this was the plan they followed. Ezra selected leaders to represent their families, designating each of the representatives by name. On December 29th, the leaders sat down to investigate the matter. By March 27th, the first day of the new year, they had finished dealing with all the men who had married pagan wives. So then it's um and then it lists like all the people who was guilty of um sinning against God. And I wanna take you to give me a give me a moment. Give yes this a moment. John chapter four. John chapter four. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John, though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sakar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you a living water. 
But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our Jacob, than our ancestors Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoy? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I gave will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Listen, child, that part, that part right there. Some of you... Don't you don't even have a husband. The man that you're living with is not your husband. He's just not it. And you know, God has been convicting you. This isn't something that is just a spur of the moment. Like, no, God's spirit has been convicting you. That's one thing that God was revealing to me is that he has been convicting you and he has been giving you the warnings and he has been making the red flags very visible to you and you keep on hardening your heart towards him. And he says, come to him. Allow him to give you this living water to soften that heart. He said, listen, he knows what's best for you. He sees this man's heart. He knows this man's heart better than you. And that's why he has been warning you. He said, Jesus said, Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here on Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews, but the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God wants you to worship him in spirit and in truth. He doesn't want you to waste your time on these entanglements, child. He does not want you to do that. He wants you to be set free do you hear me listen abraham got him in an ishmael situation god promised abraham a child with his wife you hear me but it didn't look like it was going to bear fruit what god's word said but it was going to bear fruit do you hear me and listen he went and he had a relations with hagar Sarah's servant, right? Gave birth to an ishmael the time came for isaac and the lord so um, I don't think Isaac was born yet, but um, Abraham had asked the Lord. He was like, well, can 
can Ishmael live under the blessing? And the Lord was like, no, I said Isaac. I bless you, Ishmael, but Isaac is the child of the promise. And what happened? Ishmael was messing with Isaac. He was picking on Isaac. Sarah wasn't having it. Sarah was like, listen, Hagar and that son got to go. And guess what? The Lord told Abraham, he said, do what your wife has said. It's what God joins together, let no man take it under. What God has joined together. So if God has been convicting you that this is not for you, sis, then that means he's not joining it together. Which means it can go under. Because it's what God brings together. Let no man take it under. Okay? One more thing I want to take you to, Lord. What was that other one? It was one more. Hold on, you all. Um... Give me a second. Listen, it's another one. Hold on. It's another one. First thing in Samuel 16. This isn't the one that I was going to. But um, we about to read this too. Because let me tell you something, sis. Let me tell you something. It says, came on here to tell you the truth and set a captive free and command that a prisoner shall be released today. Okay? We ain't coming to play. And it says, so Samuel went to go anoint the next king. Do you hear me? Samuel went to go anoint the next king. And he was looking at the appearance. You hear me? And let's go to verse 6. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Elab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Some of you are just going off of what you think your type is. You're saying, surely this is it, Lord, because you know this is what I like. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God looks at the heart of a man and be like, "Mm -mm, that ain't it. He's 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 not it. He's not it. Stop looking at what he looked like. Stop looking at his drip. Stop looking at oh he got a body. Stop looking at all that. Oh he got money. He got all that, all that is vain. Look at that man's heart. Say God reveal his heart to me. Make it clear, Lord. Let me clearly see into his heart. Let me tell you something, right? People be thinking I'm tripping, okay? Because I truly believe that I'm in my roof bed. I'm going to be out in this threshing floor. My, not threshing floor. I ain't getting to threshing floor yet. But I'm going to be out harvesting, minding my business. And then my man going to see me. And I'm going to see him. But I'm going to wait for the Holy Spirit to say something. And I'm going to meet him at the threshing floor. And then he going to do what he need to do. You hear me? I'll be at the well. You hear me? And then he going to show up. His servant going to show up. And I'm going to be like, listen, he, let me feed, let me feed you. And let me get you some water. Like, <laughs> I know I jacked that story up, but you get my point. It's going to be biblically. I already know. He's going to be like Adam, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, right? 
So me knowing this, when I get approached by people, I already know they're not it because God has revealed it. If you listen to a person long enough, they will reveal who they are to you. Let me tell you something. They'll say all them sweet nothings, but that mask got to fall. When you got a relationship with God, he's going to cause for that mask to fall, child. And you're going to see who that really is. Because listen, Satan and his little, his little imps, they come in like the angel of light. So they're going to come in looking like what you want, sounding like what you want, acting how you want. But that mask is going to fall and don't ignore it when it does. That's God protecting you. He's showing you who that person really is. You hear me? He went through all of them, all of his brothers. And he's like, are these all the sons you have? And it was one more left. It, then, he, then he anointed David. Um, so that's it. That's it. And that's all. But let me give you one more. Um, Jeremiah 17 verse 9. 9. Family, like when one thing is right, if you put relationships on a pedestal and you put it up higher than you put up your relationship with God, let me tell you something. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work because God's not going to give you something that's going to take you away from him. So he knows when you're ready. So um, Jeremiah verse 9 says, but this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, in your own lifetime before your very eyes, I will put an end to the happy singing and laughter in the land. The joy. Am I on the right chapter? No, my bad. I went to 16. I meant to say 17. My bad, y'all. My bad. Um, it says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. And the Lord just spoke for himself. And he letting you know what the say of the Lord is. And this, this, is, this is what it is. The Lord has laid it out clear for you today. Take action. Because we talked about what in the previous word. People... God's wrath is coming for idolatry and idolaters. If you have a relationship that you are idolizing and you're putting before God, because if, if God's telling you that's not it and you refuse to turn, now you have made that an idol in your life. So let me tell you something. You will could very well, no, you will fall into the hands of God, the wrath of God, if you do not soften your heart and turn. Turn from your wicked ways. That's wicked. That's prideful. If you were putting something before God. Sorry, again. <laughs> but I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to let you go. So, bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm just coming to you, Father. With a thankful heart, Father God. 
for who you are, that you are so faithful, Father, and you are so just, Lord. I thank you for your warnings that you give us, Father. I thank you for the the discernment that you place within us, Father, to be able to see things how you see them, Lord. Father, I'm praying for this child receiving this word, Lord, that the yoke that has been placed around her neck be broken by your anointing, Father God. I pray that she will turn away and choose to follow you, Lord. Father, I pray that though it may seem hard or it may seem impossible, she might feel like she's too stuck, she's too entangled, Father. I just pray that you set her free, Father God. You set her free suddenly and swiftly, Lord. I pray that her heart becomes softened, Father God, to want to listen and obey you, Lord. I pray that she'll have a heart that is after you wholeheartedly, Lord. Father, it's for you to get the glory. It's for you to get the honor. And it's for you to get the praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. One thing while I was praying, the Lord brought back up Samson and Delilah. Samson had him a problem with these women that was no good. And that last woman... She was there on an assignment to sniff out his weakness. And she was persistent on finding that weakness. And the moment she found his weakness, child, his strength was gone. He was vulnerable with her because he thought he could trust her. And in turn... In turn, she made him weak. She took his strength. The signs was there. God was making it clear if Samson would have asked to see. Every time he would tell her, tell her something, she would try it and it wouldn't work. So that morning he woke up and he seen his hair laying on the pillow. He like, well, wait a minute. And then the Philistines really came in and he couldn't even fight them off. But see, while Samson was sitting in that, that sunken place, he was sitting in that pit, child. He prayed to the Lord. He, would, he, would, he was asking the Lord, just give me my strength back. Just let me defeat them once and for all, child. And some of you have lost your strength in these entanglements. You have become weak. You have watched your, your, your weakness be used against you. You have been dogged out. You have been mistreated, child. But the Lord says, if you will petition my courts, I will render judgment on your behalf. I will give you this supernatural strength. Hallelujah. He said, I will give you this supernatural strength that will set you free once and for all. But you got to ask for it. You don't feel like you got the strength because God's power wants to perfect in your weakness. He wants to be perfected in your weakness. He wants you to realize that he's that strong man that you're looking for. (laughs) The Bible talks about um, the strong man. 
And it takes a stronger man to plunder the strong man's house. And he is going to let you know that he is the rock. Okay? He ain't going to let nobody outdo him. You thought that man was something and the Lord was like, uh-uh. I'm going to show you who really is the strong man. <laughs> okay? Just remember that. That is your husband. Jesus is your first husband. You please him. If he's saying that's not it, that's not it. Believe him. I love you, family, so, 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 so much. Go pray to the Lord. Go go get your strength back. Okay, go get your strength back. Because, ooh, let me, let me just sit here. I ain't going to go too deep because I can't give y'all too much. Because we got some things coming to with her beauty very soon. So I can't give you too much on this podcast, child. But what I want to say to you is I've been there. I've been there with my strength going, child. I've been there. I done seen one of my tracks laying on the pillow. Like, <laughs> Ain't nobody cut my weave out. But you get what I'm saying? I've been there. I've had people use my weaknesses against me. I've been vulnerable with people that were sent to destroy me. So I get it. But I also know, child. That God is passionate, child. And I know that he will tear up some things. He will move both heaven and earth to get to you. Do you understand me? The Lord will go to the depth of the grave. He'll go to the depth of this earth, to the grave, child, to come and get you. That's what else I know. I would be sitting there and I would be getting ghosted or I would be getting played out or I would just straight up have people that didn't know how to treat me. But the whole time it was because the Lord was tugging me. He was trying to bring me to this place that we are at now. He was trying to show me that these people aren't for you. It's me that you're looking for. So I've been there, sis. Don't think your sis is preaching to you from the outside looking in. No, I've been there. I've been feeling like what? I'm not worthy of nothing else but this. I've been there. I've been there. Who's going to love me? Who would want to love me? I've had those thoughts. I understand. I've felt like damaged goods. I know what that feels like. But I also know what redemption feels like. Because you can't tell me your girl don't smell like redemption. When people see me, they see redemption. So I know what that's like. So that's why I'm telling you God will do it. First of all, because he told me to. Second of all, because I know. Girl, I know. I was Samson out in these streets with these dudes. I That was my weakness. That was my weakness. But now I'm at a place where I am content in the Lord. It's me and it's the Lord. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with if my husband never comes. That's okay because God is all I need. That's what he showed me through these years. He's all that I need. Let him show that to you. Child, I can be in this house all by myself, but I can, can, I'll be on top of the world. I'll be on cloud nine because who's with me? I want you to experience that. I want you to experience feeling whole. All by yourself. 
all by yourself. You don't need no man to complete you because in Christ you have been completed. So you don't need a man to complete you. You don't need a man to validate you. Jesus validates you. You are worth his blood. You are worth him dying for. I ain't never had no man go to the depths of the grave and resurrect to show me how much he loved me, child. I ain't never had a man get crucified, child, till I met Jesus. My man got crucified for me. He came down here and he laid his life down for me. So that's why I'm like, I'm good. Because <laughs> I ain't never had no man lay his life down for me, child. Be whipped, be persecuted, being mocked on, being despised, being rejected because of me, because of you. That's what he did because he loves you. Child, you better receive him. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that the Lord don't have a husband for you, but allow God to be your husband first. Allow him to be your husband first. Let me take you to Isaiah 54 real quick. Let me take you to Isaiah 54. Um, Let's see. Verse 5. For your creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's army is his name. He is your redeemer, the holy one of Israel, the God of all the earth. Oh, for the Lord has called you back from your grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with great compassion, I will take you back. In a burst of anger, I turned my face away from you. For a little while. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you. Oh, child, I don't remember who I was talking to. I don't remember who I was listening to, child. But I remember somebody saying, can you imagine taking your husband to go and dropping you off for you to go cheat with somebody, right? And not only are you taking your husband for him to go cheat on you, right? But you waiting outside till he done, child. And then when he get done, you he get back in the car and y'all go back home. Like, I was, when you think about it, you're like, nah, I ain't doing that. But that's what God does. He sits there and he's watching you cheat on him. He's watching you cheat on him because he knows that you have placed up an idol in your heart. And he just, like, he's so good that he still waits. It's like Hosea, child. Who got, you done got me on a tangent, well, not on a tangent, you got me on a roll today. Let's go to Hosea, chapter 6. Hosea, well, I said chapter 6. Well, listen. It says, this is where we're going, because the Lord, he, that's what he said. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces. Now he will heal us. He has injured us. Now he will bandage our wounds. In just a short time, he will restore us so that we may live in his presence. Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming rains in the early in early spring. Oh, Israel and Judah, what should I do with you? Asked the Lord. 
For your love vanishes like the morning mist and disappears like dew in the sunlight. I set my prophets to cut you to pieces, to slaughter you with my words, with judgments as inescapable as light. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. But like Adam, you broke my covenant and betrayed my trust. Gilad is a city of sinners, tracked with footprints of blood. Priests formed bands of robbers, waiting in ambush for their victims. They murdered travelers along the road to Shechem and practiced every kind of sin. Yes, I have seen something horrible in Ephraim and Israel. My people are defiled by prostituting themselves with other gods. Oh, Judah, a harvest of punishment is also waiting for you. Though I wanted to restore the fortunes of my people... It's a call to repentance. God's going to give you the strength if you ask. Family, I want, I'm going to give you some little homework. I want you to go read Hosea chapter 1 to Hosea chapter 4. If you want to read all Hosea, girl, be that overachiever. Do what you got to do. But I want you to, to see the story of Hosea and how the Lord told him to go marry a prostitute child. And he said, he had kids with the prostitute, I believe. Yup, he, he had kids with the prostitute. And he and he told he knew that the prostitute was gonna be unfaithful to him, but he said, marry her anyway. Because he was showing us how we prostitute ourselves, but he'll still take us back. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So, family, I'm going to really let y'all go this time. <laughs> I love you so, so, so much. Take this word back to the Lord. Ask him to give you the strength. Ask him to reveal more to you. Go read Hosea 1 to 5, 1 to 6, 1 to whatever. I think it's 10 chapters, 1 to whatever. But really focus on chapter 1 to 4. But read the whole thing if you feel led. So, I love you so, so, so much. And let's not forget... That most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.